the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, it's your host Samboy, and this week, this week, sometimes you see a film that's so bad, that's so offensive, that you have to pot about it. It came by, in an instant, in a flash, it was gone, it was the horrific, horrific sequel to the once proud, but now dead, firmly dead, Terminator franchise, Terminator Salvation. With me, wait, was it Salvation? Dark Fate. Dark Fate, Terminator <laughs> Dark Fate, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, mate. The difference between me and the Terminator franchise is that I'll be bummed because this is no coming back from this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this thing came out in um, 2019, and we haven't had the opportunity to pod a lot, but we both saw it. And I'm a, I'll, I'll be up on Front Street. I'm a massive Terminator fan. I think the Terminator um, Judgment Day is probably the greatest action film of all time. We've got a pod on it. It's fantastic. I won't go into how good that film is because I'm not here to talk about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That film, though, having said that, it was so good, it has managed to spawn four mediocre sequels that fundamentally have the same story and that are all pretty terrible. Well, three have the same story. One's a bit different, but they're all pretty terrible. the best and the funny thing is that you know part two essentially spawned the same story as part one right but you know just with a character swap in regards to who's being stalked by who but yet still managed to produce a you know a superior film and a better sequel than the original the original was fantastic it was like clearly you can't repeat the same thing it's just not working normally they would have learned their lesson by three by four by five, definitely. But man, fuck, this film had a dark fate from the beginning. I swear. Yeah. Um, so, listeners, let's maybe talk about how this film came into um, being, I guess. So, the Terminator franchise was a massive sort of hit with 1984's The Terminator, which is more of like a um, sci-fi thriller film than it was a all-out action sequence. Um Terminator Judgment 2 came out in 1991 and was the mega, mega hit that had ground-breaking special effects, um, breathtaking action pieces, a really, really cool story. Um, Edward Furlong made his acting debut and was phenomenal in it. Uh, Sarah Connor had tra- um, transitioned from being a petrified sort of scream queen victim, I guess, to a badass protagonist. And all around, there is not a minute in that film that is wasted. Every minute drives the narrative forward. 
it is somewhat of a remake of the original film in the S that a Terminator comes back to kill John Connor, but another Terminator is sent back to protect him. So it's in essence, it is a bit of a rehash, but it's like, I imagine what perhaps he wanted to do with Terminator if he had the budget, so to speak, and the technology. There's nothing wrong with rehashing, right? If you rehash it and make it, you know, original, because essentially a sequel to a movie, you want more of what you just saw, which is why you want a sequel. It leaves you wanting more. And that movie left us wanting more. And we got more, right? So there's nothing wrong with what they did. And they did it so good. Just failed to do it again. Well, okay. So then... And again... With the films, the... So at the time, um, I think of Terminator 2, I may be wrong, but James Cameron was um, married to Linda Hamilton. Yes. And... Like... Terminator 2 won Academy Awards because it's for its, you know, so, uh, for its um, special effects. It was amazing. Um, computer animation was through the roof. 3D Master was amazing. Um, but then what happened was they got divorced and it wasn't an amicable split. Um, Luma Hamilton took the rights of the Terminator franchise as part of that divorce settlement. And in doing so, sort of secured her financial security because she pretty much would never have to do anything again, right? Um, so... James Cameron had the rights to this film. He shopped it around. Uh, I think the first one was made by Orion Pictures. Um, and then the second one was Trist, Columbia TriStar. So it wasn't owned by... This IP wasn't actually owned by a studio. It was actually owned by Jim Cameron. Um, so then the, so when the rights transitioned to Lima Hamilton, she then unfairly sold the rights... Not, to a producer who made number three, Terminator Rise of the Machines in 2003, and that was released by Warner Brothers, I'm pretty sure. And that was... Eh, eh, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, but it was just... Eh. That then, my understanding, was then they tried a different tact and released Terminator Salvation 2009, which was meant to be at this point, it's a pretty linear sequence of films. So, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, is literally when Skynet takes over. Terminator Salvation is John Connor fighting Skynet. And then the rights then got sold again to a smaller production house who then, uh, I believe, got... Jim Cameron on board as an associate producer. I think it's called Skydance Productions. I'm not sure. And they basically try to reboot the franchise from... Uh, I think I'd say... I'm not sure if it tried to reboot post-Terminator 1. Hmm, it could have been. And they released Terminator Genesis, which was so bad it was hilarious, but it still had some th- cool parts in it. Had some member berries in it. Miscast, horribly miscast. Um, I've forgotten that movie. <laughs> Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor it just didn't work. Did not work. Um, and then they went back to the drawing board, hired um, same producers went back to the drawing board, hired the director of Deadpool, Tim Miller, and then he, with the uh, I guess, sort of oversight of James Cameron. So James Cameron was, an, I think, an executive producer. He was loosely affiliated with the Terminator Genesis, 
but now actually came board as a producer of this film and they produced probably the biggest steaming shit pile of garbage that I've ever seen and fundamentally killed the franchise. Dead. The franchise is dead. The the film itself, Terminator Dark Fate, because this is what we're here to talk about, starts off with a pretty interesting premise. So it forgets Terminator 3 Rise Machines, it forgets uh, Terminator Salvation, forgets Terminator Genesis. They're scrubbed off. This is meant to be, in essence, Terminator 3. And what happens is, straight after the events of Judgment Day, John Connor and Sarah Connor are in, I think, Mexico or somewhere down south. And the machines send back another Terminator. And the Terminator this time is successful, and he kills John Connor. Yes! That that term you think, and that Terminator goes into the ocean. And at the time, you're thinking, "Fuck, this is an interesting take." And you don't think about it too much, right? And then, pretty much after that, it's it's pretty much balls to the walls for the first 45 minutes of action, whereby there's a new human and there's a new Terminator. A human is actually a cyborg. I forget her name in this. Um, Grace. Right, Grace. Did you say? Grace. Yeah, yeah Grace. Grace who's actually a human cyborg, which is a really cool, really cool concept. And she's out to protect the new Sarah Connor. Um, she, what's her name? Uh, Danny. Danny, that's it. Um, and then the T-800 Terminator, uh, sorry, not the T-800, the, oh, uh, fuck, what is it? The TX? Uh, just, just call him, oh, oh, the Rev-9. Rev-9. Uh, Rev-9. Yep, the Rev-9 Terminator is what's hunting Danny and Grace. And what you get, guys, is no joke. I would say some of the best action sequences we've seen in a long time in a movie, and the first 35 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I'm actually on board for it. This is actually badass. And yeah. you actually roll with the film and live with the creative choice they've made to kill John Connor off. Okay, first, I, my first issue with this set all this this movie is when grace uh makes contact with danny rescues her from her job at the i think it's the ford motor factory or some some uh motor vehicle factory assembly line production warehouse or factory i guess and they're on the highway and they're trying to escape the rev nine the rev nine um gets to them and then before grace can kind of save the day i think she's overheating or something she's i don't know Sarah Connor just turns up and blows up Rev Knight. And I'm like, huh. Okay, how did she know what was happening? Uh, how did she just turn up on the highway? Um, this is in the middle of the day. Uh, oh, where the oh, cops... On, man, like, they explain that. They explain that. Man, really? She gets tech, She gets messages from, from Carl. The oh, she gets, oh she gets messages from Carl the Okay, it's, it's very flawed though because um, and we, we, let's just bring this up now because I don't want to spend forever talking about this movie but she gets text messages from Carl um, with every Terminator location that's coming down with coordinates right and she gets there a Terminator appears and she kills a Terminator and she's done that I don't know four or five times or whatever okay but she doesn't know Carl is the T-800 that killed John Con. She doesn't know. She just knows she's getting these text messages, and at the end of every text, it says, for John, right? Now, what what I don't get is they explained 
how she knew there was a Terminator on its way, right? No, hold on. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you get into this, I'm just saying this is my first issue. This is where the film for me takes a turn down is when she rocks up. Yeah, I know because I'm about to... It takes a turn down for you because she rocks up to a location where he, Carl wouldn't have known the Terminator was going to be because the Terminator rocked up at an apartment building, right, at Danny's home. So she would have got the locations for that. How did she then know that they were going to be on a highway? Like, has she been stalking this Terminator the entire time? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So the movie was flowing really nicely. That's my point. That's my point. It just makes yeah, no sense. That's what I'm giving some elaboration for our lovely listeners as, as to what stupid turn. Tried to explain it, but they failed. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do a good job. Um, and from there, it just turns into a fucking shit show. So they try to they enlist the help of some dodgy cartel members to get them through the border. They go through the border, but then they get captured by ICE or the Border Patrol, whatever the fuck that American authority is. They get put into a detention center. Um, that was not a bad sequence when the Rev-9 is just chewing through people in order to try to get to them in the detention center. That's a pretty cool action sequence. Um, they escape through a helicopter, and they go to Carl, the coordinates that this Carl guy is messaging out or whatever. <laughs> And you know who Carl is? It's the T-800 who is now a... Jesus he installs curtains and he lives in a cabin and he has a family. And his dick... Carl's drapery. And, and his dick doesn't work, but his wife still loves him because he's a good listener and he's a good babysitter. And they've taken the thing from Genesis where Carl is old because his outer layer ages. And... I've got an issue. Just, <laughs> You're just watching this thing. You're watching a Terminator make uh, Coronas, put, put in lime in Coronas and give yeah, everyone a beer. Yeah, they're not Coronas, are they? Then they have a different brand. I don't know. Whatever, but, man. It's fucking shit. I've just got an issue. I was got an issue with this this aging of the Terminator, right? And I, and I thought about this when you said we're going to review this pod. Like, I didn't think about it with Genesis. And now I'm thinking about it now, right? So they built these Terminators... They put the the outer skin layer on them so they can infiltrate or send them back in time, right? So they're not building these Terminators from baby form. Are they making the skin already like 30 or 40 years old? Like, how can it age to 60-whatever in 30 uh, years? Well, here's so a, me, because they need a rational reason as to why to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in these films. Yeah, but but then but what I'm saying is he would only look he would look the he would look either the same age. Or yes, he would. Of course, he would. Of course, he would. <laughs> that, that that there is just there's something now that's just bothering me more than anything. A film that has so many things bothering me. <sighs> then, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't, I can't even remember the second half of the movie. It's some bullshit. They got to get an EMP to destroy the Rev Nine, um, and it's there. a lot of exposition. It's a lot of exposition. So much. Dumped. And what what ended up happening is that they humanized the Terminator in part two, but it was a gradual progression and it wasn't that much of a humanization. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. He, he became a cool character or whatever, but they didn't like make him have a family and, and all that type of stuff. But essentially, he admitted to growing a conscience um, and, and then started talking about how he was installing drapes or curtains, depending what country you're in, uh, for, a, for a dad 
who wanted to put black curtains in a little girl's room, but he told him to know, put colors, put ponies, put fairies or whatever. And just thinking like, this guy, this character should just be just destroying people. Like, I get it. It's an interesting concept. What happens to the Terminator once the mission's over? But they should just like go into hibernation or something. They shouldn't be starting a damn family. Yeah, literally, they should go to a cave and just, just go wait. standby mode. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, I guess, okay, so the reason I think this movie is so dumb is because it sets the premise that the machines have not won the war and that they can send Terminators back whenever they want. Um, and it's a different, it's not Skynet anymore. So Skynet's been destroyed, it's... Um, Whatever. Legion. He, he, uh, he gives a fuck, it's Skynet, right? For the purposes of this of this discussion, we're just going to call it Skynet. We're not calling it... We're not calling it... Huawei. Yeah, Huawei's taken over. It's not, it's not Legion, it's, for the purposes of this discussion, it's fucking Skynet. It's always been Skynet, it always will be Skynet. So in Terminator 1, they said it very clearly that the um, Kyle Reese, he says it in the cop shop when he's arrested. He says, you guys don't understand. I'm the only one that can protect Sarah Connor. It's just me and him. And the guy goes, well, why don't they just send more of these people back to kill her? He goes, because we had the machines on the run with the war. We won the war. And this is like a last ditch effort they did to sort of win the war is send back a Terminator to kill Sarah Connor before John Connor could be born. And they, so, destroyed, they destroyed the time. Correct. And too. after Carl Reese got sent back, they then destroyed the machine, the time machine. In Terminator 2, they never they never um, uh, articulate that point. Um, they kind of just ignore it that they just send back one good guy, one bad guy. Um, but it's never really touched upon at all. The main focus of the guess of the film is to prevent Judgment Day, as opposed to accepting your fate and trying to survive it to fulfill my opinion, my uh, prophecy. That, my opinion with that is that plenty of time has passed, because like eleven years or whatever, they're all machines. The war was still going on because Skynet didn't get destroyed, so they just would have built another time machine. But anyway, that's how I that's how I enjoy that little plot. Hole. That that could be true. I mean, but at the same, the theory is what they just found one. And then John Connor decided, and this time, instead of sending Kyle Reese, he just sent back a Terminator, then destroyed the new machine. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know what? Let's not look into it because I love Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. That's the, we'll just uh, leave Pandora's box alone. Terminator 3, there's just a rehash of Terminator 2. Again, they don't bother to explain it. Terminator Salvation um, is a pretty interesting film. It has some high, pretty highfalutin concepts about, you know, what it means to survive and the battle and stuff. It's ultimately a pretty drab film that takes itself a bit too seriously. Not a lot of, um, not, not much joy in it. Um, and it has a weird sort of, uh, what's the word? Is it cinematography where the, the actual palette is like covered in earth tones and it's really sort of drab and beige the whole time. It's actually, yeah, the composition of the of the of the shot, like the cinematography, is just no good. They try to give it that um, apocalyptic war. Mm. It's not a bad film, though. It just has some cool action sequences, and it has a really good sequence where they have the machine, Terminator machine um, uh, factory, and you see all these T eight hundreds on a production line, and Arnold has been de aged a bit, and that's a pretty interesting concept. You know what? You nailed it on the head though when you said it took itself too seriously. Like Terminator Three, not a good movie, mm. but I would watch that over Salvation. Oh yeah, like, scenes like Arnie walking with the coffin, shooting shit. Um, 
the yeah. um, the psychiatrist comes back and runs away. You know, like it's got comic relief. It doesn't take itself seriously. You know, and that that's kind of that's the enjoyment you get from these Terminator movies sometimes. Salvation was good-ish, but yeah, right. 100%. It was good-ish. Yeah, good-ish. Good-ish. It was good-ish. And then Genesis... Oh, it's just, they, they, the logic loop of Genesis is that the Terminators have been going back further and further in time. One was sent back, took Sarah Connor when she was a kid off the grid and has been her dad, effectively her dad. And now they're just sort of going through the time loop or the timeline and turning up in critical moments. And it's a bit convoluted and it's messy. But ultimately, it's like it's got, a, it's got a stupid one of those stupid um, life lesson tones to it. We're talking about technology and tablets, you know, taking over the world. Uh, Skynet's already in every home because everyone has Skynet. It's dumb. It's it's go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Like go fuck yourself. And then Terminator Salvation. No, what do I keep calling it? Start Fate. It's such a shit name. Start Fate. Terminator: The Death of John Connor. I don't know. Just call it. Dark fate. Dark fate, right? It does. It just does the same thing. It is like, well, why wouldn't they send more? Why would they just send? Why would the terminators, the machines, just not pump out? Maybe it takes a lot, a lot of energy. I don't know, but it just to me logically, it doesn't make sense that why they wouldn't. If, if Skynet is inevitable and the human resistance appears to be inevitable, right? What's the point of sending the machines back? Like to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like you're just going through this weird time logic loop. Just fucking don't worry about it. Try and win the war conventionally because you're not going to win. It's so you know what I don't, you know that's what I, don't what I understand. Get, get, point, get past this point. Now, there's another thing I don't understand with this point is that do the machines just not know that the Terminator hasn't been successful once Sarah Connor blows it up because they see Danny running around? Or, like, if they see Danny running around, like, surely they could just outman her and kill her. Like, how else would they know that the Terminator didn't succeed? Like, they're not going to communicate back to home base and go, no. oh, no, I'm dead. That's Sorry. the point. So, you, you made a good point beforehand, right? So, the T-800 goes back in time, kills, fulfills its mission, and then it has no mission for here and out. So, it just does whatever it wants. It learns. Okay. Uh, well, it's been programmed to kill humans, so I then imagine wouldn't, wouldn't it'll just keep going. didn't exist? Because he came back in time, they stopped Skynet. He was Skynet, not Legion. Or does he already... No, 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 no. no. Because Skynet got stopped. They did stop Skynet in Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah, but they still sent sent back... No, but they evolved to something different. So it wasn't Skynet, it was Legion that sent him back. No, because he didn't know anything about Legion. Oh, I don't know. Then fuck this this movie. I don't know then. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. The whole premise is, if this is all inevitable, that if Skynet, Legion, Genesis, whatever's going to happen, if technology is going to take over, that that means, ipso facto, there will be human resistance, then just just don't worry about it. (laughs) Because you've gone through... Three incarnations, or two, yeah, two incarnations, no, three incarnations of Skynet. You, you can't prevent Judgment Day. It's going to happen. We learned this through these films. So let's maybe come up with a different concept. And this is what I thought you could do to save the Terminator franchise. Because fundamentally, this franchise was very much hitched on Arnold Schwarzenegger's star, right? Ultimately, that's what it was. The, what made T2 so successful, and T even T1, T1 was very successful, 
is the casting of these characters was so pinpoint. Sarah, um, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, um, Michael Bean as Bean, not Bean, Bane, whatever his name is, Michael, whatever, as uh, Kyle Reese. And then you had um, uh, Patrick, what's his name? Um, oh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick as uh, the T-1000. And then you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, like, and then Adam, Edward Furlong as John Connor, like, hit it out of the park. Where it breaks down is that they just never could find uh, actors to carry the dumbness of this film, like, the stupidity of this film. You know what I mean? It would have been interesting to see had Edward Furlong not hit a downward spiral in T3, because mm. uh, he did get offered that role. Um, but he oh, did just, he? Yeah, he was just too fucked up. Um, you know, how that movie would have panned out. But, um, yeah, that, like, they didn't get a good John Connor sense, which is funny because, like, uh, Christian Bale's a great actor, but he kind of phoned it in in Salvation. Like, you kind of forgot he was even there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget the name of that actor. He's a good actor, too. He, well, he just did that Pet Cemetery remake, but the John Connor in Genesis that went evil. He's a good actor, too, but again, he didn't. He didn't do anything for me. The only one that showed charisma and leadership was a freaking uh, 12-year-old Edward Furlong, however old he was when he made that movie, you know. And it was his first movie. Well, that's right. And and, and, and i got to say, the casting of these subsequent sequels, Genesis have been so miscast. Um, like, the plot twist that Skynet, John Connor's now evil and he's now Skynet, is so fucking ridiculous. You've taken a ridiculous premise and you've removed all sort of sense and logic from it. Ultimately, it's a pretty simple story, right? There's a machine, the machine doesn't sleep, and it's a humans versus the machine. How are the humans going to overcome technology? And then you just made it so convoluted and messy and, and even more fucking over the top that it just you just lose so much. You're just so disinterested. And here's the thing, listeners. Like, we were just talking about some plot issues between part one and part two or whatever, but we brought those issues up ourselves based on just like what little information they gave us we brought these up all these other issues is based on the exposition and the storytelling that these writers and directors do for these other movies like they're making Mm -hmm. it confusing and over the top just keep it simple like sam said you got machine you got human human versus machine whatever like it's not it's not hard just have arnie blow shit up and do one-liners fuck Man, I'd pay to see that. So the only, the only reason why they can, the only why they could potentially save this franchise is to basically, um, and it's right in front of them. I don't know why they just didn't do it. It's to de-age Arnie, have him come back and, and as the Terminator, and just de-age him like they did in um, Terminator uh, Salvation, like they did to Edward Furlong, how they pretty much just did a CGI Edward Furlong. They have the technology now. Instead of wasting all this money on dumb shit just do that and they did ha- it in Genesis as well yeah exactly they did it in Genesis just de-age him and that's and have him as the Terminator that's protecting Sarah Connor and for the action sequences you just stump double because it fundamentally doesn't matter um, CGI's face and if it's that much of an issue just I don't know have him take a grenade to the face so it's half machine and put some big sunglasses on him done and then you just that's how you fucking handle that situation you don't have uh, and try to come up with some dumb convoluted logic as to why the Terminator is now fucking 80 years old. It doesn't make sense. He's a machine. 
you don't try to humanize the machine to that context of he's now human he's not he's a machine he's a machine that learns why humans cry like he, that's the logic of what team two right it's it took him the whole course of the movie to understand compassion and empathy and um uh i guess uh that human i don't know not, human emotions right it's so retarded. It's 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 ultimately it's that's how you have to do it, and it's just right in the front of the face. If you want to pump out a new Terminator film, make it really simple. Make it John Connor's now fifty, and he's got I don't know a kid or something, and it's like yeah, you didn't you didn't fucking stop Skynet, you just delayed it, um, and yep, yeah, yeah, it's not you, it's now the kid. Like it's how how hard is that? Yeah, and yeah, I mean. It's not hard at all, man, but at the end of the day, we're not the ones writing this movie. Yeah. So pay, pay us, Hollywood. We got this. Um, I just want to just say just a fun fact about this, and then I reckon we can start wrapping Dark Fate up because I don't know what else there is to say other than it was good, and then it got real bad real quick and didn't recover. Um, pretty much sums it up. Um, just a fun fact. So I was listening to an interview with Edward Furlong that was recorded maybe a week or two ago. Um, just at a random Comic-Con or whatever. Uh, this kid, man, far out. He just looks wrecked, eh? But um, um, he was talking openly about, you know, all the issues he's had and everything. Um, so they actually did bring him in for one day to mm-hmm. shoot, shoot that scene. Um, they, You know, they put all the de-aging stuff on him. They made him do the actions, facial expressions, not say anything or whatever. And, um, you know, and, and then get shot. So, you know, they did bring him in. Uh, for that, and then obviously had the stunt double that matched his childhood uh, physique. Um, so I found that interesting. But the thing that I found more interesting about it is that he just he did it. He's like, man, I did it for the money. It's a good little payday, and he hasn't even seen the movie. Hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man, uh, I did that movie, and the yeah, man, it's, it's a good payday for me. Yeah, so I still haven't seen that shit, but yeah. Oh, like good for you, Edward. Good for you. Um, fun fact: the director Tim Miller said he would never work with James Cameron again. Yes, I yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, he basically just said he was impossible to deal with. Um, which I believe. Well, the thing is, like, I know Ryan Reynolds had a lot to do with Deadpool, and mm. you know whatever. But like, when they go, oh, from the director of Deadpool. You would expect, like, the action sequences were great, but Deadpool was, you know, had good action sequences, but it wasn't well-known for that. It was just well-known for how good Ryan Reynolds was. But I was expecting, like, I don't know, just a bit more from the characters. Like, I think the Rev-9 Terminator would have been a little bit better with a little bit more, like, uh, just personality. Because hmm. he, he was a pretty badass Terminator. And I wouldn't mind seeing some Deadpool-esque stuff come from the Rev-9 so he did show human personality because he was like the ultimate machine you know it would have been would have been nice to see but it was pretty clear that it, this was a Jim Cameron movie hands down <sighs> yeah um, ultimately I can say one thing download this movie illegally get it for free steal it watch the first 40 minutes 45 minutes as soon as they go to Carl's house turn it off it's irrelevant it's just dumb it's just you if you want to see some cool action sequences with the terminator premise this is worth it 
because even like when they have the futuristic parts of the war well that's pretty cool too like it's all yeah. done really well um but then it just gets so twisted and convoluted in its own sort of dumb logic that it makes it unwatchable pretty much unbearable and like even like they survive an airplane crash and to get an EMP to take out this Rev 9 even the Rev 9 itself so the Rev 9 they've taken the concept of the liquid terminator and had it as fundamentally a core terminator with a metal metal skeleton that has a liquid metal overlay that then can detach from that and be two separate terminator machines so it's a pretty interesting concept like it's actually not bad but ultimately I think liquid metal was used in Terminator 2 to show the effects that they could achieve as opposed to be a major plot device, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's my that's my intuition. That's my gut feel. Like, they did it so to show how cool they could do use the technology and the yeah. CGI. And it is somewhat of a plot effect because I have to go to that um, steel factory to then melt him down or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just feel like just get some sulfuric acid or some acid and just put it in a water pistol and shoot it at him. And like it's, (laughs) (laughs) or just get a magnet. Like, (laughs) yeah, nah, look, man, I'd still, or C4, get some C4, strap it to him, blow him up. Like it's metal is metal. There's no alloy on earth that can't be destroyed through fire. (laughs) No, but, but man, I, I still enjoyed. I still enjoyed the Rev Nine. I thought it was a um, a pretty cool because all the bad guys, even the TX, um, and then they brought the T One Thousand back to Genesis. They didn't really have it for Salvation because I guess it was back in time. Um, but they all went back to that liquid metal. You know, like I think the TX was essentially almost the same, except it couldn't split itself in two. Um, so they all went back yeah. to that liquid metal premise. And you know what? Yeah, it's all right. Who's your favorite um, evil Terminator? well it's funny when I was younger I didn't actually like the T-1000 because I was just like it just looks like it's it's robot form just looks like water um but as I've gotten over that and gotten older I'm gonna go T-1000 because Robert Patrick man his performance is just fucking brilliant man that Terminator uh, that's my favourite evil Terminator yeah T-1000 and then um I'd probably say after that, it would have to be the original Terminator. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then probably, I reckon, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter at all, man. It's definitely not John Connor in fucking Genesis. I'll tell you that now. Um, yeah, it really doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> who's, your fa- who's your favorite Terminator after the original? It doesn't matter who it is. Because they're all shit. I was just going to say, like... I think well the, and the reason why I, I remember listening to some DVD features of that um, Terminator film right is that the reason why they went in T2 with a liquid Terminator that was meant to be a bit skinnier is because um, in the original Terminator you had the, the the Panzer tank of Arnold Schwarzenegger he's just a big fucking unit right mm. but they wanted to go a different direction to go sleeker and more modern and more like a panther or like a sort of like the iPhone of Terminators. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like 
they never really did anything with that concept subsequently. Well, every other Terminator after that has been essentially a regular human. Mm, so pretty much. I guess that's their way of doing that. I, I, I would have liked to have seen like a real fat, overweight Terminator come back in time, just like with a big, uh, you know, white. Oh, okay, this is this is how they fix Terminator franchise. <laughs> this is how fucking. They do it. <laughs> hi, you guys have to hire me. Terminator Two, sorry, we call it Terminator Three, Reckoning, <laughs> right? <laughs> And we have Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back, but you de-age him, and you have him against Dolph Lundgren, de-aged, right? Dolph Lundgren is the bad guy, and it is just tank versus tank, and that's it. That's as simple as that. And maybe we'll have him have some cool features, like he can fucking just use Wi-Fi and track people. I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. He, he can... <laughs> He can morph into a Russian boxer and just yeah, exactly. kill, kill, kill uh, Apollo Creed over the oh, we have him, we, have, we have Sylvester Stallone as the bad Terminator. How good is that? We de-age him and make him like Cobra. And we have Cobra versus Terminator. Fucking done. A million dollars is probably what you'd have to spend on the on the, uh, the actual yeah. movie itself. Lame. Right? <laughs> make a billion dollars in return. Beautiful. Oh, mate. We, we would spend, like, everyone would just buy that movie. Yeah. All right, that's enough talk. That's enough garbage about this film. All right, so strong. Do not um, watch this movie from me. Do not buy this movie. Do not endorse this movie, and do not include it in your Terminator collection. There's only two Terminator films. The rest are all garbage. I still haven't bought Genesis, and and you know me, man. I even bought that 2016 Ghostbusters, and it's saying something when I don't buy a movie. So yeah. it's this one's not getting on my shelf anytime soon. So. No. As always, you can follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, and iTunes, and uh, we'll um, we'll catch you down the road. All right, until next time, see ya.